Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Is Kemba Walker the answer the New York Knicks needed? Is Joe Burrow not yet 100%? This is not a drill. Everyone remain calm, but we have football tonight. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. He is from the Bronx. The shot that put him on the map at UConn happened in Madison Square Garden in the Big East Tournament. And now Kemba Walker is headed back to the Mecca of basketball, to New York, to play for the Knicks. Joining me now from Locked on Knicks, Alex Wolf And Alex, you were telling me before we came on that the last few days, you weren't really sure about what the direction of this Knicks team would be. And then we get the news about Kemba Walker. So how does that change your view of this offseason for New York? It kind of changes everything. I mean, the big worry at this point with the free agent market dwindling and the Knicks only having a re-signed Derrick Rose on the team to this point was kind of like, all right, well, Rose is great. You know, he played fantastic for the Knicks this past year, but who's who else do you have at point guard at that point? And, you know, you have Deuce McBride, who you just drafted, Emmanuel Quickly coming back, uh, you know, for his second year, but quickly was kind of more of a combo guard. So getting Walker, I mean, having a one-two punch of of Kemba Walker and Derrick Rose, I mean, that that literally changes the entire outlook of this season relative to what it was prior to this morning for the Knicks, just based off that one move. And I said this like on Twitter and stuff, but I can't believe that we forgot about Kemba Walker in general. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know if people thought that the the buyout was going to happen so quickly. And maybe that's where the, you know, the confusion came as far as him sort of falling off the radar. But the the fact that they managed to pull this off, I mean, I, I consider this a coup. I mean, the Knicks don't get too many coups, so I'm willing to call it this. I mean, it they got a player that rightfully was handed a max contract two years ago. Uh, who was a four-time All-Star in the four prior seasons prior to this past season for $8 million a year for two years. Uh, it's it's crazy. Um, I understand physically, you know, maybe he's he's headed on the downslope of his career a bit, but hopefully being able to sort of platoon with Derrick Rose, you know, the Knicks now have two latter stage of their career, but former, former All-Star point guards to sort of guide the ship this year and and Kemba just provides so much uh, of what the Knicks needed and and what was sort of exposed in that Hawks series in the playoffs. Well, and and doesn't it reframe some of the signings that they made? I mean, Nerlens Noel, you, you pay $10 million a year for that guy. You're saying, uh, well, I don't know if that's the best. And Derek Rose, man, maybe seemed like an overpay. And, and Evan Fournier, we know that he's got these playoff struggles. But now you bring in this guy who we saw as recently as you mentioned as 2 years ago and the last two seasons were weird for for covid reasons for injury reasons who is a legit star player and all of a sudden it's like oh okay well that now everything locks into place in just a different way yeah it's i mean it's really it came so out of left field that it, it now it it literally turned the Knicks offseason on its head landing Kemba Walker i mean if he reclaims let's not even say his prime Charlotte form, but let's just say that he gets back to the level that he was at two years ago on the Celtics 
and is able to put this injury behind him, which, you know, Gavin, my co-host, and I talked to John Corrales of Locked On Celtics, who made it sound like Kemble is just kind of fighting an, an uphill bot, the uphill battle against his body this year uh, by the fact that the season sort of came back quicker than everybody thought it was going to. Uh, if he's able to get his body right, it's, you know, the Knicks literally have two stars on the roster. I mean, Kemba Walker is still a star player in this league if he can get back to where he was two years ago. And uh, I'm super excited to see how it all plays out because I think even if he's at 80% of himself or something, he's still probably the best point guard that the Knicks have had on the roster in 20 plus years. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, is Joe Burrow still not 100%? This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the, the person at the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for your auto parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you now here's what you need to be locked on today the Dodgers entered Wednesday three and a half games behind the Giants in the NL West the Dodgers added Max Scherzer and in his first start for the team he showed that he might be the answer the Dodgers needed now that was a better game hey it's Jeff Snyder from locked on Dodgers coming to you from a hotel room in Atlanta I think Uh, not really sure been on an airplane all day and so I got to watch Max Scherzer's Dodgers debut from the airplane, which was a fun way to kill a couple hours. Uh, Scherzer looked great for the Dodgers. Seven strong innings, 109 pitches, 10 strikeouts, only uh, five hits and a a walk. Uh, Just looked dominant. He allowed two runs. Uh, One of them was a home run, you know, which is kind of, Scherzer gives up some home runs. That's part of being a power pitcher. Uh, The other one was a little bit of bad luck, a couple bloop singles, and uh, maybe an infield play that if they go to second, that run doesn't score. Anyway, it doesn't matter because the Dodgers offense showed up. Mookie Betts hit two homers. Will Smith and A.J. Pollock also homered. Dodgers were done scoring after three innings, but the seven runs they put up in those three innings was enough. They ended up winning 7-5. to Kenley Jansen came in, uh, tried to light the game on fire a little bit, gave up a two-run homer. Uh, Carlos Correa hit a home run off Joe Kelly. Great to see Carlos Correa finally, after all this self-inflicted hard luck he's had, finally get to bring his team within four runs. You know, what a big moment for that kid. Got to feel good. Shut up, Carlos. Anyway, uh, Dodgers won, split the series with the Astros. The offense showed up, and that's what we were hoping for. Best you can do after you lose the first game of a two-game series is split the series. That's what the Dodgers did. The Wizards and Nets agreed to terms on a sign-and-trade deal that will send Spencer Dinwiddie to Washington. The deal, which will see Dinwiddie receive a three-year contract worth close to $60 million from the Wizards, will send two second-round picks, the more favorable of the Memphis Grizzlies and Washington's second-round picks in 2024, and of the Golden State Warriors and Wizards in 2025 to the Nets, who will also receive an $11.5 million trade exception as part of the deal. Did you follow all that? TLDR, Spencer Dinwiddie to Washington. 
A positive COVID-19 test kept Bryson DeChambeau from competing in the men's Olympic golf tournament and still has him searching to regain energy as he competes in this week's WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. But DeChambeau, 27, said he does not regret his decision not to get vaccinated for the coronavirus, saying the vaccine doesn't necessarily prevent it from happening. I'm young enough. I'd rather give it to the people who need it. I don't need it. I'm a healthy, young individual that will continue to work on my health. You know, it would continue to work on your health, Bryson, getting the shot. We have plenty. The Washington football team, which dropped its controversial name a year ago, has banned Native American garb from its stadium. The team has banned fans from wearing Native American headdresses or face paint to games at FedEx Field this season. The team announced Wednesday. This is a good first step. A good second step would be finding a new team name so fans can maybe connect to that a little bit more. Just a thought. Just a thought. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for now at betonline.ag. NFL Super Bowl odds are out, and Kansas City sits atop the rankings to hoist the Lombardi there at 5-1. to one. Tampa Bay at plus 600, 6-1. Buffalo 11-1, to one. and Green Bay 14-1 to one, along with San Francisco. Could Trey Lance be in the mix there to be the quarterback? 14-1. to one. And how could that shift the odds? For all your MLB, Olympics, and golf lines, betonline.ag has you covered. And football is back. You can bet on football. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. Joe Burrow is back under center for the Cincinnati Bengals coming off a torn ACL his rookie season after a very promising start. But is he back all the way? His teammate Tyler Boyd said he might still be a little iffy on that knee. Joining me now from Locked on Bengals is Jake Lisko. And and Jake, this is not what you want to hear about the face of your franchise, that he is a little iffy on that surgically repaired knee. What do you make of this? And and where does Joe Burrow stand right now with the Bengals? Well, I think if you take that comment in isolation from Tyler Boyd, it maybe sounds a lot worse than it is in context. And he did say that. So it's not like the context is he's fine. He's maybe a little iffy. Like there's no way around Tyler Boyd saying Joe Burrow's knee is iffy and Joe Burrow has some well-documented early struggles or inaccuracies in training camp, certainly not performing up to the level of the expectations coming off his rookie year, but it's easy to forget that the guy is a little bit ahead of schedule here. He's a little bit more than seven months removed from that ACL surgery and the scrutiny really stepped up after Paul Daner Jr. wrote for The Athletic about that knee after the Bengals' first padded practice. And it has been a series of defense, quote-unquote, winning practices, but the Bengals' coaching staff has reiterated that they're not really in a very competitive stage of the camp yet. They're, they're focusing on install and teaching. And so while it's fair to say there's some rust at this point, I think it's too early to draw conclusions. I think it might even too, be too early to be particularly concerned with Joe Burrow's knee, but it is something to monitor, certainly something to monitor, but he was very good in OTAs. And that's why I'm not sounding alarm bells yet. Just kind of keeping an eye on it to see if this continues for more than another week or two. And, and they're playing the long game here. Like no one needs Joe Burrow and the Bengals to go out and win 12, 13 games this year and and be Super Bowl contenders. That's that's not the trajectory of the team right now. Doesn't mean they can't get there. It's just not what the reasonable expectations of this 
uh, team is right now. I also think it's worth mentioning there was a great uh, piece um, also in The Athletic, but earlier in the offseason uh, about how Joe Burrow had added some some arm strength, some RPMs, and, and was doing some different things mechanically. My first thought when I heard about some of the the struggles and, and this comment about Iffy is like, well, it sounds like he's trying to remake some of his mechanics. It might be just as easy as he's trying to internalize some of these new physical movements for him. Yeah, it could be some of that. And he's said as much in his press appearance before training camp started. He said that he sometimes is thinking about the mechanical changes he's made. But he also said that he changes his mechanics a little bit every offseason and has for the last few years. He tinkers with it, tries to find ways to be more efficient. He's always had a pretty compact throwing motion, nothing extra, nothing that stands out mechanically. But Working with Jordan Palmer reportedly added about five miles, six miles per hour to his velocity, the consistent velocity. So that is something that you'd like to see from a guy who was criticized at times by members of the media and film grinders for having below average arm strength. But (laughs) you're also very right about the long game here. The Bengals don't need to rush Joe Burrow back. In fact, they'd be criticized if they did and have been criticized by some people that get in the YouTube comments on the Lockdown Bengals podcast for saying, you know, he's coming back too early. Coming up, what should we be looking for tonight in the Hall of Fame game? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but still delivers on all of those nutritional needs. High protein, high fiber, low net carb, low sugar, and yet taste unbelievable. Coconut the coconut flavors, all of them. Coconut and coconut almond are awesome. And so are peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. Plus they have great limited time flavors. I basically haven't had a bad limited time flavor yet. They're all seemingly better than the next. It's like they try to outdo themselves one after the other. And so far, guess what? They have delivered. And and you can get a mix box. You'll get two of each of their nine base flavors. You can try all of them order today and get raspberry if you want it or mint brownie if you want it. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. It may seem like only yesterday we had Bucks Chiefs in the Super Bowl and Football is already back. The team's been practicing for all of five and a half minutes, but we will get football tonight in the Hall of Fame game, the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Joining me now, co-host of Locked on Cowboys, Marcus Mosher. And Marcus, uh, we we don't want to overreact to these things, right? Because this is going to be a sloppy game played mostly for ceremonial purposes, right? What is if anything, are you going to be looking for that we can actually take out of this opening game of the NFL preseason? Yeah, sloppy might not even be the right word because we could be in the first quarter of this game and people aren't going to recognize any of the names. So uh, there's (laughs) only going to be, man, a handful of players in this game for both the Cowboys and the Steelers who actually are going to have an impact at all this season. So you're looking at guys like, does Michael Parsons play a series? The Cowboys' first-round pick at linebacker. Does Kelvin Joseph, their second-round pick at cornerback, does he play any meaningful snaps in this one? That's really what you're looking for. The final outcome obviously doesn't matter. 
uh, who, you know, who plays most of the game doesn't matter either. You're just looking for one or two splash plays from, from those type of players. And for no one to get hurt. That is always what you're, you're, you're looking for in these games. As you said, by, by the the end of the second quarter, probably by the middle of the second quarter, we're going to get the announcers doing the thing where they, they talk about stories and not the game. They just are. We'll be having sideline interviews during the game while plays are going on. Right. Yeah. Right. All, all of that good stuff. So, so let's zoom out a little bit. Um, and, and do that same thing as we preview the game. Let, let's take a bigger picture view of the Cowboys. Um, what, what are you keeping an eye on during training camp that maybe not in this game, but preseason game two, preseason game three might tell us a little bit of something about where the Cowboys are headed this season or some changes that they might be making. Yeah. So we know the offense is going to be really good. We can talk about CD lamb and Michael Gallup having strong camps, but Honestly, that the stuff kind of doesn't matter, right? It's all going to be about how well does the defense play? Can they be average? Because if they are average, this is a playoff team. This is a legitimate contender in the NFC. So I'm, I'm curious to see what Dan Quinn's defense looks like. Uh, this will be the first time that we get to see it. Uh, they're supposedly quite a bit faster than last year. They're using multiple looks some three, four looks. Uh, I just want to see, do the players that are playing, are, are they fast? Do they seem confident that they know what to do? I think we'll be able to tell a little bit from that, you know, in the first preseason game. One of my favorite bets as we head into the season is the the Dak Prescott for MVP Mm. bet. Right now, the line on betonline.ag has Dak Prescott at 16 to 1. I mean, I like that. The problem is Matt Stafford is at 10 to 1. If I think Dak Prescott is going to have better numbers, I feel like 16 to 1 for Dak is, is better for me. But People Those are numbers have, have to flipped do a little it. bit because we've seen, you know, Dak earlier in the offseason be at 10 to 1. Maybe people are a little, you know, a little shy about the shoulder right now. They're a little concerned. Uh, yeah, I agree. At 16 to 1, Dak is a much, much better play for MVP. And finally, Lions head coach Dan Campbell made headlines on Wednesday after revealing his coffee order. Well, to normally what I do is I get, I'll get two venti. I go to, you know, Starbucks, I get two venti of the pipe with two shots in them so black eye in both that's what i come in with that's how i start the day so that by the way is the equivalent to 10 red bulls 10 and he doesn't put jaeger in any of them now that you've got the news go make some money listen to locked on bets download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts coming up on friday we have football to react to did we actually learn anything from the hall of fame game so at least until tomorrow stay locked on today